0: Hi there and welcome to episode 171 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keys of the Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and get the results they want from the words they write. Today is the 18th of August and on this day in the year 1850 a very famous French writer died and his name was Honoré de Balzac, who uh, was a novelist and playwright, who wrote over 40 novels, Uh, most notably the ones that you might have heard of uh, are La Comédie Humaine, The Human Comedy, uh, which is a multi-volume, it's an absolute kind of magnum opus, um, which I have to confess I've not read. Um, Eugénie Grandet. La Peau Chagrin, Le Père Goriot, uh, and and many many others. He died in Paris at the age of 51, having written, having been incredibly prolific uh, in that relatively short life, and is regarded as one of the founders of realism in European literature. Um, Uh, an incredible, incredible man. He's buried in um, the famous Parisian cemetery Père Lachaise, uh, which is where Karl Marx and Jim Morrison, former vocalist of The Doors, are both buried. Um, So yeah, an incredible man. Um, What I'd like to do today is cover off for you the remaining five techniques for writing subject lines and headlines, which I started a few days ago. So um, I've identified nine, nine techniques, if you like, for crafting uh, email subject lines and headlines. And I covered four of them the other day. And just to remind you, they are asking a question asking a question plus adding the magic words you or your, giving the reader a command or an instruction or quoting a killer fact that is going to shock or intrigue or engage the reader in some way. Technique number five is the number. So quantifying a fact implies authority, precision and completeness. Excuse me, and reassures the reader that we know what we're talking about. And received wisdom suggests that odd numbers are more memorable than, than even ones, and within the universe of odd numbers, at least in the West, seven has been voted the most popular number, according to uh, a survey done a number of years ago by the mathematician Alex Bellos, who I think surveyed something like fifty thousand Europeans and seven was voted the most popular number. Um, So so either the number seven or numbers with seven in them um, are are useful, they tend to be more memorable. So as an example, we might say, uh, whistleblower disclosures up 17%. Um, 37 tips for getting your blog read. Seven simple six-pack exercises using the alliteration of the three S's. Seven simple six-pack exercises, 17 ways to generate more leads, and of course the most famous of all, the strap line of my first book, Winner Takes All, uh, which was seven and a half principles for winning more bids, tenders and proposals. Uh, the half principle being uh, crafting a powerful executive summary, uh, so there's a little a shameless plug for one of my books. Um, the next technique is in writing good headlines is what I call the twist or the surprise, also known as the pattern breaker. So this, this basically pulls the rug from under the reader by leading them down one thought path only to ab- abruptly change direction at the end, uh, and the economists are past masters at this. Um, So this was quite a well-known 48-sheet outdoor poster, Uh, I think now known as an OOH, out-of-home medium. Uh, And it was a quote in inverted commas which read, I never read The Economist. And underneath the author of the quote was Management Trainee, aged 42, uh, the implication being that if you don't read the economist you're going to stay you're not your your career is, is going to stall uh, and falter and you'll you'll end up at the tender old age of, of 42 still being a trainee uh, another economist one is op- in opinion polls 100% of economist readers had one quite cheeky um, that uh, reading the economist enables you to be opinionated or at least to have an an informed opinion on what's going on in the world. Uh, And then another kind of uh, pseudo-quote, economist readers welcome, quote-unquote, and underneath, sperm donor clinic. So think about that for a moment. Uh, And then finally, um, a, a more kind of popular, if you like, example of the twist or the surprise or the pattern breaker. In February Kanye West gave Kim Kardashian a diamond encrusted Rolex. Three months later they were divorced. So what we're doing is we're leading the reader down one particular thought avenue or thought path and then at the last minute we're abruptly changing direction. Uh, the next technique is the juxtaposition or contrasting pairs. Um, so we might say something like probing the cause of diabetes, comma, one pizza at a time. Cash if you die, cash if you don't. Uh, that was an actual headline for a life insurance product. Uh, here was an open university subject line. Get a degree without going to uni. So obvious juxtaposition or contrast, you can get a degree without necessarily going to university. Um, The next one is from an academic paper uh, around uh, around, uh, proletarian policies, political policies. Live working or die fighting, colon, how the working class went global. Uh, And then this was actually uh, another Economist headline, uh, when Barack Obama was US president, um, and it just said, I think it was on the front cover, just said, Putin dares, Obama dithers. So you've got the caesura in the middle, which is the pause in the middle marked by the comma, Putin dares, Obama dithers, and you've got the alliteration of the two Ds. So that's um, another example of juxtaposition. We can use wordplay as well, or double meaning, or double entendre to use the French. So we might say, wake up to the importance of sleep. Uh, old age, colon, a thing of the past. Um, and then in the era, well, this is an old one, in the era of when Volkswagens were, had this reputation of just never breaking down. And this is this is, uh, rather a sweet one. Uh, because Volkswagen owners uh, are a little bit cultish. There are Volkswagen clubs all over the world and the the headline was Ever heard people talking about their Volkswagens? They go on and on and on, which I think is quite sweet. And then finally uh, we can use uh, the the, the ninth and final technique, at least of the ones I've, I've identified, Uh, is we can use the headline with a stand, what I call a stand-first underneath it. Uh, So we can grab the reader's attention with a dramatic headline, then give an explanatory one-liner, known as a stand-first, underneath it. And the economists use stand-first a lot uh, in their articles. So we might say something like, HMRC is closing in, that's your headline. And then the stand first could be new tax laws are making it harder to set up offshore tax havens. So we're giving, a li- we're giving the reader a little bit more information. Another one could be, the headline could be, it's a class act. And the stand first is new UK class action procedures come into force 1 October. And then finally, A third example of headline stand first, the headline could be Leaders in Driverless Cars, and the stand first reads What happens when left-wing politicians confront new technologies? So there we've got a total of nine ways of grabbing the reader's attention uh, through through either a headline uh, or, in the case of an email, a subject line. So I hope that's useful and interesting and uh, let me know how you get on applying some of those and um, I'll see you here tomorrow for episode 172. Thanks for listening. Bye now.